The Hippie Hour is a holistic wellness podcast brought to you by me, Hannah, a 20-something interested in everything others might consider hippy-dippy. From astrology to crystals, plants to tarot cards, feminine energy to yoga and meditation, I'm here to help both you and I dig deeper into these topics. Because wellness is involved, and I am a current physical therapy student, I will be citing scientific evidence, incredible sources a lot, and busting alternative medicine pseudoscience. Always consult with your doctor first before deciding to implement any wellness changes. PSA, although essential oils are cool, they are not vaccines. If you are considering incorporating any topics talked about in this podcast into your own life, of course, do your own research as science is always changing and I'm definitely not an expert in these areas, just wholeheartedly interested. So let's learn more about becoming a hippie. Hello and happy October. Thank you so much for tuning in to my second episode back on the Hippie Hour podcast. If you haven't listened to the first episode, highly recommend. Um, I give a little bit of an overview of what the Hippie Hour is since I originally started it last year, right when COVID hit and kind of had a different route with it. And now I'm streamlining, streamlining, streamlining the podcast. Now I'm just imagining limes in a stream. (laughs) Uh, I'm streamlining it with kind of more of a focus towards holistic wellness. Um, And I hope you enjoy that because I think it'll be really fun to explore different topics that fall into that category and actually have a reason to listen to each episode. Like, you know what you're getting into and it's not just me blabbering about my Monday or Tuesday. (laughs) So yeah, I'm actually recording this on Wednesday. Um, This is going to be released on Friday. Uh, Every episode is going to be released on Friday for the most part, unless I have some sort of random reason I am not existing on Friday. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh, It kind of goes back to what the topic is today, which is Mercury retrograde. And so if I'm stumbling across my words today, um, we're going to explain why Mercury retrograde might be contributing to that. So before we get into that, um, I did just want to say September was really fast. I started off the month turning 24 and ended the month with Um, my dog Murphy turning one. And I feel like these last four weeks just went by super fast. I don't know where they went. We transitioned from Virgo season to Libra season super fast. I don't even feel like I got to really be in my own season, which is Virgo. (laughs) And now we are in Libra, which again, astrology is going to be something I talk about a little bit more in the future if you're not uh, in tune with that quite yet. And if you don't really care for it, that's totally okay too. Today, we are talking about astrology with Mercury retrograde, but there is a lot of actual like astronomy related to it. So uh, try to just have an open mind as we talk today. I feel like it's pretty interesting, the notes that I took. Hopefully, this episode's a little shorter than episode one, and I was aiming to make it shorter than it was, but uh, with nine pages of notes, I feel like you can only do so much here. So before we dive into... Mercury retrograde today. Let's start off with our mindful moment to just take a deep breath, kind of set ourselves up for success when listening to this information. 
you know, letting the rest of your day kind of go away for a second. Um, if you like to use the words meditation, this is a great point for a one minute meditation or just being mindful and slowing down. So let's take a deep breath in, let it out. One more time, deep breath in, let it out. All right. Close your eyes. If you can, if you're driving, uh, please don't do that. That's incredibly dangerous. I do not recommend. Hopefully you're smiling a little bit here. If you're not, maybe you don't understand humor. <laughs> and just kind of settle into your body. If you are sitting, if you're laying down, find a comfy spot to just relax. Let your jaw unclench. That's a super common spot for us to absorb a lot of tension. Let your shoulders relax. Let your necks, necks, neck relax. Just take a second to breathe. Take another deep breath through your nose. And let it out. Awesome. Keep kind of sitting in that space for a second. Let your day just go away. Be here. Be present. And before we close that out, take another deep breath in. And as you exhale, just shake everything out. Shake out your hands, shake out your arms, shake out your head. Just kind of loosen everything out. out <laughs> up. Wow, this is going to be a struggle today. Uh, I feel like I noticed uh, Murphy shaking today, and I wanted to include that. Uh, when dogs kind of shake off all their water from them, if they're going swimming, um, they kind of shake everything out. And I was like, that feels really good. I, humans should do that more often. And so any chance you can, you know, in the comfort of your own home where you can just be yourself and be silly, like shaking, super good for you to just get all that excess stuff, that buzzy energy out that you don't really need, you know? So yeah. <laughs> How'd that feel? Hopefully good, huh? I'm going to take a sip here so I can hopefully talk to you and not <laughs> gargle my words, uh, which is kind of inevitable because that's just who I am. And, you know, it's too hard to go back and edit every little snippet of that out. I just did it again <laughs> um, of me just messing up my words a little bit. And honestly, it's just a testament to you know, having a real conversation with me. This is just how I talk. So let's get into it. Okay. So we are in Mercury retrograde. Uh, if you don't know what that means, let me tell you, I will get into it in just a second here, but it started on Monday. And so Mercury retrograde for 2021, this is the last one of the year. There's three each year. Um, it is September 27th through October 17th. So we are currently in it. It just started. And here is a basic description that I found of it, what it literally means uh, related to astronomy and actually tracking the planets. So this is kind of why 
I like astrology so much because it is related to actual data and tracking by astronomer, astronomers. You know, this is not made up stars, made up planets. They are real, but they've also been around for a long time. I mean, if you think about going back to um, the Egyptians using um, astrology related to uh, building the pyramids, uh, Greek mythology, the reason why we have different constellations named after things. I mean, if you go back into history, the stars and the planets have been studied for a long time. So I don't really think it's a whole lot of crap like a lot of people like to make it out to be. So again, if this is something that's kind of outside your comfort zone, just listen with an open mind. And it's okay if you don't think it means anything. It's totally fine. I'm just here to you know, touch base with what I found. I mean, I learned a lot too. I only knew a little bit about Mercury retrograde and I thought uh, the stuff that I found was pretty cool. So the term retrograde comes from the Latin word retrogradus, which literally means backward step. And this information is according to the Farmer's Almanac. As the name suggests, retrograde is when a planet appears to go backward, appears is the keyword, appears to go backward in its orbit as viewed from Earth. But it's actually apparent retrograde motion. And I didn't know that because it's actually an optical illusion. So that was super cool. I did not know that that was even possible. So it's not actually moving backwards. Mercury isn't moving backwards. It just appears to be. Um, and they explain this a little bit more in Farmer's Almanac. Uh, because of the Earth's daily rotation, the objects in the night sky appear to move from east to west through the night sky. While the location of the stars relative to the Earth is fixed, at least from our vantage point, the other planets in our solar system all orbit the sun at varying speeds. Okay, yes, Earth Science 101, sixth grade, got it. The outer planets, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune, all take longer to orbit the sun, though, than the Earth does because they have larger orbits, which makes sense. So because of this, the Earth often laps these planets in its journey around the sun. When the Earth overtakes an outer planet, that planet appears to be traveling backward as compared to the stars for a time. A good example I found from Farmer's Almanac said, picture two cars on the highway going in the same direction in different lanes. If one car is driving faster than the other, the slower car will appear to go backward from the perspective of a person in the faster car, even though the slower car is going pretty fast in the same direction. And I've actually had this happen to me before. Have you ever been in that state where like maybe you look up from a book and you're in the passenger seat and like out of your peripheral or something it feels like another moving object next to you is, is going backwards like I've had that happen to me before when I've been parked in a car I felt like based on movement of a car next to me I thought that my car was all of a sudden the brake was off and I was rolling backwards because I have a a stick shift. And so if you don't have the emergency brake on, you're in neutral and you could roll backwards. So I've had that happen before where I'm like, oh my God, I'm moving. And it's, I'm not moving. It's just an optical illusion. So I felt like that was a really good example to explain retrograde. For the inner planets, Mercury and Venus, the mechanism that causes them to turn retrograde is the same, but in reverse. So Mercury and Venus appear to go retrogr retrograde when they lap us. So because Mercury completes its orbit around the sun in only 88 days, 
uh, this swift planet, it's called the swift planet, becomes retrograde three or four times in a calendar year for about three weeks. So that's why Mercury retrograde comes up quite often in a year because it's about three to four times that that happens. Um, and outer planets have less frequent but longer lasting periods of retrograde motion. Okay, cool. So what does that mean in terms of astrology, though, and why do people dread it? Like, why is, why is this something that comes up a lot in pop culture or, like, magazines? Oh, my gosh, Mercury's in retrograde. What does that mean? Um, and I feel like it kind of gets oversimplified based on what I have found. Um, and it's kind of coined as a really negative term, but it, there is some positive that's behind it, and we'll get into that a little bit later. So again, this information is still from Farmer's Almanac. Astrologers believe that the moon, stars, planets, and sun affect happenings here on Earth, and that each planet in our solar system rules a different aspect of life. Like the Greek messenger god it was named for, Mercury is said to govern transportation and communication. And those who dread Mercury's retrograde motion say that when the planet travels backwards, its power to positively influence those domains, transportation and communication, is stifled, leading to chaos and negative influence. Common issues that arise during Mercury retrograde that people report are arguments and bad communication with others, lost items such as mail, luggage, credit cards, keys, car accidents, random technology issues. And I kind of laughed today when I was writing my notes for this, because when I re I read that, I, I laughed and I uh, texted my boyfriend, Nate, and I, and I said, I feel like your iPad just suddenly stopped working the other day because we're in Mercury retrograde. And he laughed too. So his iPad just stopped working for no reason. He's like, I didn't drop it. I wasn't even using it. It just won't turn on. There's like no reason it shouldn't be working. So I had to send it in. He was really bummed out about that. And I told him, hey, I guess it's probably just because of Mercury retrograde. And he laughed because, you know, there's a lot of um, silly nuance to it when you say things like that. But it, it could be related. Who knows? And then the last thing um, with common issues that arise during Mercury retrograde is uh, to hold back on conducting important business during this time because of very severe communication issues that can happen um, with business partners or prospective clients. And I thought that was interesting. I'm not a businessy business person, but if you are, maybe you shouldn't have a deal during this time or something. So moving a little bit backwards here, uh, moving retrograde here, uh, let's touch on what the planet Mer Mercury actually symbolizes, because I feel like that kind of gets lost in translation here um, when talking about retrograde. Um, Mercury has a whole bunch of information related to it as a planet and what its job is. And if you don't understand that, then you don't really understand why if it's, you know, in retrograde, it can have all this power to negatively influence these things. So this is according to astrology.com, which I know is biased, but it's still commonly used for reference in basic astrology information. So it is what it is. Mercury is a celestial anomaly, they say, and a singularly disruptive, tricky character in both mythical and astrological interpretation, which I thought was kind of cool that they mentioned the mythical component. component. <laughs> 
component uh, component because when I was growing up, I was a huge Greek mythology nerd. Like I absolutely loved Percy Jackson and that series. And I think they did not do it justice in the theaters. I think they could have done so much better with it. It could have been like a whole Harry Potter um, Hunger Games type of series, but it just didn't really, it didn't do much. That's a side note, but I loved Greek mythology. And so adding these notes in here about Mercury related to Greek mythology was really fun for me. So if you didn't know this, the planets are actually named after the Roman names um, for Greek gods. And fun fact from my dad growing up, who knows like a lot about random shit like mythology and history and things that like nobody knows. My dad is like the perfect phone a friend for a trivia show. He explained to me that the Romans actually ripped off the Greeks. They The Romans came into Greece and stole a bunch of their stuff and then just renamed it. And so their gods are all the exact same gods. They just changed the name. And so that's why you can see a lot of similarity between Roman and Greek mythology because the Romans essentially just ripped them off. So Mercury is actually the Roman name of the Greek god Hermes um, and not like Hermes, like the fancy uh, clothing company that, I mean, that's named after the Greek god Hermes. Um, and this information is according to Britannica.com. So Hermes or Hermes, I actually don't know how to say it. Hermes uh, is the messenger god for speed and swiftness. And if you've ever seen the movie Hercules, the Disney movie, he is basically the postman. Um, I should watch that movie again because it's really good. But he is mainly recognized as that. And people don't realize that there's a lot of other aspects to him in mythology, um, such as he was a god of fertility and the conductor of dead for Hades, which sounds really intense, but essentially what that means is he was a soul guide for souls to the afterlife. So he's like the transportation messenger person, the don't shoot the messenger, I'm just helping them get to the place that they need to be. He also was associated with protecting livestock, travelers, roads, and doorways. And any good luck that you had in life was attributed to Hermes. Um, and this was related to his cunningness as well as his trickster side. And any gain that you received in life, whether it was honest or dishonest, was attributed to him because of, you know, either you had good luck or you tricked whatever situation you had to give you luck. Um and that kind of reminds me of, of Loki in Norse mythology, that like trickster side. Uh, I don't know that much about Norse mythology, but I know it's become a little bit more popularized by the Marvel series. And Tom Hiddleston is just super freaking hot. So that's a plus. <laughs> I hope uh, my partner Nate's not listening. <laughs> well, he knows that I love Loki, but I hope he's not listening in like, oh Lord, here she goes again about Tom Hiddleston. All right, so moving on, according to Wikipedia, his main symbol is his staff known as the, I might butcher this, Codicus, Codicus. Um, and this is a short staff entangled with two serpents and wings. And this is commonly confused with the rod of, also going to butcher this, the rod of 
Asclepius. Asclepius. I love Greek mythology, guys, and I don't know how to pronounce Greek words. Um, the rod of Asclepius is one snake and no wings around a staff, and that's the like representation in medicine that you see a lot. So his symbol is commonly uh, misinterpreted as that, and they're not the same thing. Um, but that staff is related to um, his all, his job as being the god of dream and sleep. And it is said that, that his staff would wake the sleeping and send that send the awake to sleep. And if it was applied to the dying, their death was gentle. If applied to the dead, they returned to life. So again, mythology. Um, and then some other information from astrology.com about Mercury or Hermes. Infinitely clever and full of wiles, which <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I just copied and pasted uh, this quote. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, Mercury in the birth chart, which we'll get into in another episode about astrology, embodies the ways we think speak and write as well as the ways we use our cunning to bend the truth and sidestep responsibility again that just reminds me a lot of loki every time we pick up a pen state our case or travel hither thither <laughs> what i didn't even read this beforehand i'm sorry we are in the grips of mercury dang hannah okay Note for future podcasts, go over strange words you've never seen before. So what that's essentially saying is, is he's the cunning trickster, good at arguments, good at writing, good at making a case, um, traveling. That is related to Mercury. Unlike other planets, Mercury is not considered feminine or masculine, um, not considered uh, uh, benevolent or malevolent. Malevolent, Jesus Christ, uh, not considered to be like a daytime planet or a nocturnal planet. And instead, Mercury just shapeshifts in relationships to the planets with whom he's in closest contact. Uh, so that sounds like really woo woo, but it's kind of cool when you think about that. Mercury is just kind of like a, a chameleon planet. Um, it's often not visible in the sky due to its ultra tight orbit with the sun. Uh, since Mercury can never be more than 28 degrees away from the sun, it is often eclipsed in the brightness of the sun's rays. In a sense, Mercury's closeness with the sun also speaks of our profound attachment to the mind. So think like Mercury equals mind. However far we may travel, we are never very far from our thoughts. Just as poignantly, with Mercury's visibility only possible when it's at its furthest from the sun, we learn that with distance comes perspective. How insightful. I didn't write it. <laughs> it's not my words. <laughs> I wish it was, but... So a quick, like, astrology tidbit that you could remember from this is Mercury equals mind. Some of Mercury's themes, like the planet themes are the manner of our minds, the way in which we learn, our intelligence, our rational process, the speed in which we integrate new information, the ways we write, communicate, or speak, a natural place of play or discovery, our powers of persuasiveness, our connection to curiosity, a place of changeability, an area of cunning, transactions, trade, and negotiations, 
skills of the hands, travel and journeys in um, divination, like divine uh, magic and astrology. Mercury is often prominent in the charts of people who are speakers, writers, musicians, salespeople, negotiations, tradespeople, astrologers, <laughs> therapists, and travelers. I actually don't know what my Mercury is in. So when we do a whole birth chart episode and talking about astrology, I will probably explain to you some things that I learn about myself because I don't really remember the outer planets of my chart. All right, moving on. So coming back around to, are there any positives about Mercury retrograde? Like, is it all just bad? Uh, And again, this is according to astrology.com. Mercury's retrograde cycles may be disruptive, but they do offer us the ability to gain greater objectivity in a particular area of our lives. So in normal waking consciousness and an increasingly overscheduled, distracted world, we have left ourselves precious little time for reflection. I really liked that part of this article. For many people, once we are given a path, we end up myopically married to it, losing all perspective. And if you are viewing this retrograde in the right light, it can become an opportunity to reapproach important aspects of what you're doing with renewed vision. Really liked that. I feel like that was a really positive way to kind of turn Mercury retrograde on its head. Uh, During Mercury retrograde, we meet Hermes in his role as Hermes Psychopompos, which sounds really intense. I don't even know what it means. Uh, Oh, yes, it means the guide of souls. Of course, I wrote it down. (laughs) Psychopompos, the guide of souls. Uh, With such a companion as he, we can check out of our normal thinking and worm our way into magical thinking. So this is kind of the like philosophical brain with our normally active mind tricked into a sedated state. We are more open to receiving otherworldly wisdom and guidance. Mercury lights the way as we go off spelunking into what lies beneath this world, making it an ideal time for meditation and vision quests. And if that's sounding a little woo-woo to you, I'm sorry, but I do like the component about meditation. Vision quests, maybe that's your thing. Maybe it's not. That you could replace that with anything. Like if this is a time that you could be spending doing some serious contemplation, some serious reflection on your life, like I think that's what it's getting at. You know, the, the term vision quest can sound just super hippie. And again, like some of us who are listening love that. I know that I'm very open to the notion of, I don't even know what a vision quest is, but I'd be open to it. And I know someone like my dad would hear that and be like, what the hell are you going to do ayahuasca down in the rainforest? You shouldn't drink the juice. And referencing uh, a cult, (laughs) Uh, which again, I'm very excited to talk about cults at some point in their relation to like hippie culture. Um, Jim Jones, I think that was the cult he always talks about with don't drink the juice. Oh, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Sorry. That's what I mean. (laughs) Um, But I I like that. I feel like that's what they're trying to get at with this positive perspective is like, what is it that you need to do right now with your kind of sedated mind when you're so go, go, go all the time. And now like Mercury retrograde kind of forces us into this more, uh, 
I can't even say relaxed state because I feel like sedated makes more sense. It's like you're forced into this state. You know, you don't choose to be sedated. It's like you're you're forced into sedation. And so you're forced into being more open to, okay, what am I doing with my life? What path am I on? Is this for me? What could I change? I need to slow down a little bit. I can't just be go, go, go all the time. And I kind of am already bringing that up from my discussion points um, that I'll get into at the end of the episode. But I I just feel like I took that away from this uh, research I was doing and really resonated with it because I think people get trapped in that. I loved the the quote, myopically married to whatever given path that we are on. Like, don't feel like you are married to whatever you're doing. Like, you can change it. And so I think this time is really important for people to have that contemplation. Another overlooked aspect of Mercury retrograde is that things not going as planned doesn't necessarily mean um, the deviation from expectation will be negative. And an example that they provided in this article, a woman found herself in a new job she chose this job specifically so she could train with an important mentor and one week into the new job which she started during mercury retrograde this mentor she really liked and took the job because that would have been her mentor announced his retirement and she found herself fast-tracked into a promotion so instead of learning with her new mentor she was now learning on the job but with a higher salary to boot cool right (laughs) maybe you can take a moment to think about like, was there ever a time in your life that maybe you were during, during Mercury retrograde, like maybe it was during that time, maybe not that you can kind of draw a parallel to that of like, maybe something just didn't go as planned, but it helped reroute you to a new path that was really, really good. And the, the outcomes of that were really positive. So take a moment to reflect on that. Maybe if you have a journal handy, um, maybe jot down some notes, pause this for a second, just so you can think about everything I just said and then come back to the rest of the episode. So just take one moment to think on that, write it down, or you can skip ahead, come back later, (laughs) whatever is easiest for you. And then once you feel good with that, let's finish up the last little pieces here of this information for Mercury Retrograde. So now that you have the tools to understand what it is, what should you actually do during Mercury Retrograde and what should you avoid? Um, Astrology.com points out that the classic advice during Mercury Retrograde is to redo, rethink, and review instead of simply doing. So a good way to remember this is The RE in retrograde is part of redo, rethink, review. So retrograde, re. So just remember that if you're having a hard time understanding what this is. Um, And reflection can even be thrown in there too. Some things that you should leave for later once Mercury retrograde is over are final negotiations, especially with new or unknown partners or clients, starting a new job, launching a new adventure, purchasing electronics or big ticket items, sending or receiving shipments. Uh, If you are going to do that during this time, just buy insurance for those packages or letters. 
uh, last minute travel and highly detailed tasks, especially numerical and mathematical ones. So if you're like a finance person or, you know, anything big with finances that you are crunching numbers, just be mindful of that. Some things to do during Mercury retrograde that are positive are to, again, redo, rethink, review, check and double check your travel plans and schedules, leverage old contacts, revisit leads that had previously fizzled out, approach previous clients for business, or this could kind of be applied to anything, not just business, approach previous relationships for something you are wishing to learn, previous people that you've had connections with, repair old items, search your closet for forgotten goodies. I liked that one. That was cool. Back up your computer, phone, other electronics, and tie up loose ends. I feel like those are things we often let kind of go unchecked until we absolutely have to deal with them. So I kind of like that that gives you a little to-do list. If you want to write those things down, rewind the episode a little bit and, and write them down. You take all the time you need to pause, reflect on that. And yeah, so that's Mercury Retrograde. Those are the things to do and to not do. And I'm really glad that I found all this information and was able to learn a lot myself because I think, I I mean, I don't know all the answers and I think a lot of people come to talk to me about talk to me about these things because I think I do, but I really don't. Um, And for this discussion aspect, I wanted to just touch on how like a lot of people think astrology is just a bunch of hocus pocus and it's okay. Uh, But a benefit of learning about astrology is that you can take the pressure off of yourself and say, oh, it's just because Mercury's in retrograde, you know, like it sounds silly, but you just It gives you permission to not have to get flustered and frustrated with yourself for things going wrong because it's out of your control. And some people might disagree with that, but I think it helps us a lot with taking the pressure off of ourselves and feeling like we need to be in control of things all the time. And a great podcast I listen to, I'll throw that in the acknowledgments at the end, uh, is one that that explained that concept really well of like, it gives you a permission slip to just let things be like, it's not because of you. It's just because it's Mercury retrograde. Like it just, or it's not because of that. It's because I'm a Virgo. Like that's one thing I've found really fun about astrology and really positive of like, it just takes a little bit of that pressure off of feeling like you have to be in control all the time. And so a podcast I listened to that explained that really well was with Deborah Silverman, and she's this super awesome astrologer and um, psychotherapist. And she was on my favorite podcast, uh, Yoga Girl podcast with Rachel Braven. If you haven't taken a listen to that podcast, you definitely should. She's Rachel Braven's like one of my most favorite people. She talks about all sorts of wonderful things related to yoga and just, I mean, a plethora of stuff. She's been around for quite a long time. So she's got a lot of, lot of good shows that she discusses with all sorts of different people in their perspective fields. Um, And then I think the last thing I wanted to touch on for this discussion is to like, we're just so go, go, go all the time. And I know that as a college student, as a grad student, 
that's really common and, and we get stuck on autopilot a lot. And so I think talking about different astrological seasons of the year, like Mercury retrograde can help us just be more conscious about, oh, I need to take a step back and reflect on what I'm doing. You know, things might not be going my way for the next three weeks. I might be losing things. I might be misplacing things and it's okay. And I just need to kind of recenter myself. I need to take a step back and chill, relax, (laughs) retrograde, relax, you know, like that's what I really appreciated about this information that I found today. And, And I think that it can add a lot of really positive things to your life too, if you apply them and it's over the next three weeks. So you're just going to have to deal with it, (laughs) whatever happens, you know? So just to kind of wrap up, I have three more journaling prompts for you. If you're not into journaling or you're driving, that's okay. If you do want to come back to these later, if you're not in the right mood to journal, that's totally fine. Um, But these are just some journaling prompts I wanted to throw in Um, Again, always going to try to end each episode with a couple journaling items related to what we talked about. And you can always pause this. You can come back to it. If you need more time to write, like, don't feel like you have to scribble things down furiously before I move on to the next one, okay? So the first one is, what is something new that I learned about Mercury Retrograde? And maybe it's like you didn't even know what it was before. That It could be as simple as that. Again, the first one, what is something new that I learned about Mercury retrograde? Moving on to the second one, what is something I should keep my eye out for during Mercury retrograde? For example, do you often misplace things? Have you been having arguments lately? What's specific to you that you should be watching out for in the next three weeks? Again, what's something I should keep my eye out for during Mercury retrograde? And then the last one, journal prompt three. What is a positive thing that you can do during Mercury retrograde? So thinking about the things you can do, the review, reflect, relax. What are some things or maybe just one thing that's positive you can do during the next three weeks of Mercury retrograde? All right. Well, that is it for this episode. I am very happy. It's a lot shorter. I hope you are too. If you like longer episodes too, that's totally fine. But I just know that uh, walking to campus or having a commute, it can be hard to have longer episodes. So I appreciate you sticking around. Um, If you have any ideas that you'd like me to cover in a podcast episode that's related to holistic wellness or, you know, astrology, anything like that, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. It's at hippie hour podcast. Uh, that's going to be the easiest way to connect with me. Um, I don't have an email set up for the podcast. I don't really plan on that anytime soon. 
Um, so if you need to reach me, definitely check out the Instagram on there. I'm going to post things related to the podcast each week. Um, and also just share things related to holistic wellness. So hopefully those things can be helpful to you too in your journey of also getting to know these topics and this area of interest as well. So thanks for sticking around. Enjoy the next three weeks of Mercury Retrograde, and I will catch you next Friday. Acknowledgements to the Farmer's Almanac at farmersalmanac.com, the Mercury and Retrograde article from astrology.com, information on Hermes and Greek mythology from Britannica.com, as well as Wikipedia.com, Deborah Silverman's discussion on astrology from March 2nd, 2018 in the Yoga Girl podcast episode entitled Astrology, the Art of Aligning with Your Life's Purpose with Deborah Silverman, and The Stars Within You, A Modern Guide to Astrology by Juliana McCarthy.